You are now listening to First Things First, a built-in Buffalo podcast with your host, DM3. is your boy dm3 welcome to the initial the inaugural the very first episode of first things first a podcast on the built in buffalo network and i had to get into the podcast scene i see a lot of great content creators putting out a lot of great podcasts and i wanted to jump on board and i wanted to give my opinions weekly uh, in a forum that's not a video setting just something that's going to be off the cuff here so i hope you guys enjoy it and i want to talk about today something that not a lot of people are talking about and it seems like when the draft is coming up everybody's doing these mock drafts and everybody's talking about defensive ends everybody's talking about cornerbacks interior offensive linemen everyone's talking about even interior defensive linemen as far as you know do we need a new one tech do we need another three tech they're talking about all this stuff so i want to talk about wide receivers because a lot of people haven't thought about the future at the wide receiver position because of how good that position group performed in 2020. Now, when you bring up the word wide receiver, everybody says, we're good there. We're good there. Or, you know, we're, we're going to have a great season. Josh Allen, I mean, 4,500 yards. There was Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley and Gabe Davis. And they're all going to talk about how well they performed last year. But the thing is, we need to speak on what the future holds at the position because I think the Bills need to be proactive in this draft. Now, I'm not going to pound the table for a wide receiver at 30. I think that that would be a reach. I think that we can get a wide receiver later on, day two, day three, and start thinking about the future. So what I wanted to do today is something a little bit different. I wanted to break down the Bills wide receiver roster player by player and just kind of go over, you know, the, the current players, the age of the players, the contract status of the players, and things like that, and what the future might hold. So, I mean, with that being said, you know, the obvious here is Stephon Diggs, right? He had his best season as an NFL player in 2020 with Josh Allen. Just seemingly from day one, they were inseparable. They were working out in Florida last year in the offseason because of the weird offseason that, that you know, took place. And it seemed like these two were best friends. It seems like they everything that they wanted to do, they did. Stephon Diggs led the NFL in receptions, led the NFL in receiving yards and targets. So Stephon Diggs is 27 years old. So he's still at a, at, at a ripe age. He's still hitting his prime. And he's under contract with the Bills until 2023. Now, a lot of people are talking about the Bills should extend him. The Bills should give him a couple more years. I do think that will happen, but I think that the next offseason is the time that that's going to happen. Um, because I feel like if he's going to be in your plans for the future, which I really think that he's going to be, and I know that the, the Bills brass and the front office, Brandon Bean, Sean McDermott, the team loves this guy. They love the character that he is. They love the relationship that he's formed, not just with Josh Allen, but with the other wide receivers in that room. So Stefan Diggs, obviously the number one wide receiver on the roster. Number two is Cole Beasley. Now, Cole Beasley had his best season, arguably statistically, in his career. Over a thousand yards from the slot. Cole Beasley, without a shadow of a doubt, is a top three slot receiver in the NFL. 
Now, a lot of people can argue that there's other players that they, you can line up in the slot that can perform better, but hands down, Cole Beasley does everything the Bills ask him to do as a slot receiver and then some. And by the way, he played with a broken fibula. So we have to take that into account when we're heading into this this training camp that he's recovering from that injury. Now, he'll probably come back and he'll probably be extremely serviceable and will probably have a really good season again. Be another reliable safety blanket for Josh. But when the season starts, he'll be 32 years old. So that's something that we have to think about. He is under contract through 2022, but that's something that the Bills need to think about. They need to think about how are we going to replace the production from our slot receiver. So next, Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis had a great rookie season. Now, he was the fourth receiver on a loaded Bills wide receiving team when you add in John Brown with Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley. So there was a lot of times when Gabe Davis seemingly was wide open. There'd be times like the Raiders game or the 49ers game where he was just wide open for a touchdown. So now teams are going to have film on him. So he's going to be pushing for that number two wide receiver position after this season because I believe that Emmanuel Sanders will be the, the Bills' number two wide receiver as far as targets. Now, Gabe Davis is 23. He's under contract through 2023, which is his rookie deal. So we'll see if he's going to take that next step to becoming a number two wide receiver, the true number two wide receiver on this roster. And then, as I mentioned, you know, Emmanuel Sanders. He's 34 years old. As we all know, Brandon Bean tried to get him in 2018 or 2000 before 2019, before the 2020 season. And finally this year, third time's a charm. Like I said, 34 years old. He's on the one-year contract. Still, I think, has a lot left in the tank. And I think that he will be the number two receiver this season. But is he going to be on the roster next year when he's 35 heading into the 2022 season? It's hard It's hard to, to think about. So then we have Isaiah McKenzie. Isaiah McKenzie it seemingly is the Bills' Swiss Army knife, gadget guy, can-do-it-all guy. And he'll be 27 when the season starts. So he's still around the same age as Stephon Diggs. But he seemingly, for whatever reason, gets these one-year deals. Every season, the Bills bring him back. Next year, they bring him back. The next year, they bring him back. And he'll be heading into his fourth season with Josh. So that's something to think about. Um, the chemistry is there. Continuity is there. He's a fan favorite. I think he's great in the locker room. The teammates love him. So that's, that's who they have right now. And then we're going to get into a little bit of a dicey situation where we have our depth players. Now, we have Isaiah Hodgins, who obviously missed the entire 2020 season due to injury. So he's just 23 years old. He's on his rookie contract through 2023. We don't know what we have with him because we haven't seen him on the field. Again, there was no preseason games last year, so he wasn't able to play. He was injured last year, so he wasn't even able to participate with the practice squad for most of the season. So I think a healthy training camp, some preseason games, and we'll be able to, to see because there was a lot of people that were saying that he was one of the best receivers in the draft. He went under the radar. He's, he's long, a good red zone target for Josh. So we'll see what happens with him. Uh, and then you have the guy that I want to spend a few extra minutes on. The project known as Duke Williams. 
Now, Duke Williams is in his third stint with the Buffalo Bills. His third year. He's 28 years. He'll be 28 years old when the season starts. Um, he's on a one-year contract. And I feel like we talk about all the time players with ceilings and floors, right? We talk about, well, we don't know what their ceiling is. I feel like we know what Duke Williams ceiling is and we saw it in 2019 a season where he just for whatever reason couldn't make it off the practice squad enough to be on the active roster he was called up several times he got some playing time made some plays but then there was some times when you could tell that we needed a more experienced big body receiver so Duke Williams third year with the team and I'm just not sure if this is another practice squad year or what we what we get out of Duke Williams. It's a great story. And the guy has fought, scratched, clawed his way onto this roster in the NFL after playing in the CFL. So we'll have to see what happens this year, if there's some way that he can, you know, perfect his craft a little bit more. But I see him as a practice squad guy. And then we have Josh, his former teammate in Tanner Gentry. Tanner Gentry is 27 years old, so he's the same age as Diggs, same age as McKenzie, and he's got familiarity with Josh, so that's one thing that he does have going for him. I think you are starting to see a little bit, you know, with, with the Tanner Gentry signing, the Jacob Hollister signing, that Josh is somewhat getting a little bit in the ear of Brandon Bean saying, hey, I have familiarity with these guys, I... I have good rapport with these guys. Maybe we can recreate something special that we had in Wyoming. But Tanner Gentry played for the Bears, was released. The Bills picked him up. He was a practice, he was a practice squad guy. He's on a one-year uh, deal. So we'll see what we have there. I don't know if he's more than just a guy to add competition you know, to the roster for practice squad and things like that. Uh, and then we have everybody's favorite, touchdown Jesus, Jake Kumaro, who will be 30 years old when the season starts he's under contract through this year and he got some playing time last year a lot of it was on special teams uh he had that really nice touchdown catch against the broncos and then the bills released him um a lot of people were surprised that the bills released him because i thought that he had some chemistry playing on special teams and seemingly josh you know was a fan of kumaro so we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I definitely think that's really good competition for the practice squad and for training camp. And then the Bills this offseason added Brandon Powell, who I think he's 25 years old, so he's still young. He's got some speed, and I still really think that he is just a competition for return duties. So he'll be, he'll be battling out to try to make the roster either as a return man or a practice squad guy. So... With all that being said, the Bills have 10 wide receivers currently on the roster. Now, if you look at years past, especially like the 2018 season when Josh seemingly had, you know, the likes of Robert Foster and Kelvin Benjamin, and, you know, he just wasn't throwing to top tier targets. And then you look at what the Bills have put on the field this past season and what they're going to put on the field in 2021. You have to absolutely give Brandon Bean a pat on the back and say, you are doing right by your quarterback. You have given Josh Allen seemingly endless wide receivers to target, 
to make plays and to just evolve as a pocket passer because ultimately that's what we want Josh Allen to be is a pocket passer. The the running and the stiff arms and all that stuff is great. But ultimately, it's a passing league, and we need Josh to be healthy, number one. And number two, we need Josh to get these guys the ball so that they can make plays after the catch. So you look at the draft, and the top guys, I mean, there's five, I think, that really stand out to everybody. You have Jamar Chase, who's going to go probably, arguably, he's probably going to be the first wide receiver off the board. You have Jalen Waddell. He's going to be gone early. I say top 15 pick. You have Devonta Smith, who is projected to be a first-round pick. You have Rashad Bateman, who can go in the first round. And then you have Elijah Moore. I don't know if the Bills are going to have a chance to grab one of these guys because I feel like these are all early day one. Not, I shouldn't say early, but they're all day one picks or early day two picks. So then you start looking at like your second tier. Your second tier guys that could be there in the second possibly the third round depending on how you know the draft plays out if everybody's going to go quarterback heavy early which i feel like the first three or four picks are probably going to be quarterbacks and then the corner the corners are going to start to fly off the board and then you have the linemen the offensive linemen you have the defensive linemen you have some linebackers in there so i feel like some of these wide receivers may slip to day two now it depends on what the bills do with 30 um, if you want to go up and grab a receiver in the second round or in the third round, I think there's going to be some options. We have guys like Ter- Terrace Marshall out of LSU, uh, Rondell Moore out of Purdue. Kadarius Tony is a guy to keep an eye on. Kadarius Tony, I feel like, is your replacement for John Brown slash Emmanuel Sanders. He could be your number two guy, and he can do just about everything for you. So that's one guy to keep an eye on. A lot of people have him going first, late first round. Some people have him going in the second round. Some people have him sliding to the third round. Depends on, you know, where you look at your mock drafts and things like that. So that's something to keep an eye on. Kadarius Tony is a is a favorite out of Florida. He's he's one of those guys that he can do it all, and I definitely think he can come in and be a number two right away. Uh, Then you have Diami Brown out of North Carolina and Josh Palmer out of Tennessee. One guy that I seemingly pick in almost every single mock draft that I do is Daz Newsome. As we all know, the Bills had a Zoom chat with Daz Newsome out of UNC. So the Bills are familiar with him, and I feel like you don't have to go up and reach to grab him. I think he can go third to fourth to fifth round I've even seen him going so this this is very intriguing and this is a topic that not a lot of people are talking about everybody says at 30 we have to go cornerback which is fine everybody wants to talk about what we want to do in the second round we need a guy like Creed Humphrey or we need another interior offensive lineman in the second round and then the third round is where everybody's mock drafts seemingly get a little bit different depending on you know your philosophy of how you drafted the first and second round. I just think that the Bills and Brandon Bean need to start focusing on the future. And it's not just because they have the luxury of taking best player available in every round. I mean, let's be honest, they do, right? I mean, this, this team has been built 
with depth. The way that the contracts were structured last offseason, the way the contracts were structured this offseason by bringing back Matt Milano and Daryl Williams and John Feliciano, shoring up the backup quarterback position with Mitch Trubisky. So this team has been built to be at a point come the end of this month when the draft hits that they can take the best player available in each round. And I will pound the table if in the third round, if there's a wide receiver sitting there that can be an impact on this roster in the future, I say the Bills need to go up and take one. Because like I alluded to earlier, Cole Beasley is going to be 32 when the season starts and he's coming back from a broken fibula. You know, I mean, Emmanuel Sanders is 34. Next season, he's going to be 35 if they even try to re-sign him uh, to another contract next season. And then you have Gabe Davis, who came off of a really decent rookie season. I mean, he had seven touchdowns, which was the second most out of all the rookie class from from 2020. But we don't know how much he's going to progress into potentially being a number two. And then you have other guys like Isaiah McKenzie, who's on a one-year deal. You have Isaiah Hodgins, who hasn't really played in the NFL at all. You know, he's been he's he's been injured, practice squad guy for, for most of last season. Then you have the Duke Williams experience, who we all know for three years has been battling just to stay on the practice squad. Jay Kumaro, a guy who was released midseason last year. You know, so Tanner Gentry. Again, a guy from Wyoming, it's a nice story, but he's not played a ton in the NFL either. And he's got chemistry with Josh, but we'll have to see where that goes. So this team needs to plan for the future. They need to keep consistency going. And if they're going to have an identity of a team that we saw in 2020, they're going to have to keep stacking the deck. And I think that by looking at the wide receiver position from an outsider's perspective, if you if you take a look at it from any any other outsider's perspective, you think the Bills are good, right? The Bills had one of the best wide receiving cores in 2020. But then if you start to dig, you start to peel back some layers, you see that there's some other things that need to take place. You can't just be complacent. You can't just be okay with what you have because what's going to end up happening is next offseason these guys are going to be a year older they're going to be a year longer on their contracts you may not get an isaiah mckenzie back next year isaiah hodgins may not have panned out to become an nfl caliber wide receiver duke williams is probably not going to be on the team next year who knows what's going to go on with jay kumaro gabe davis still may need another season to progress cole beasley may unfortunately start to decline in production just because of the age and coming off the injury so I'm going to leave it right there. Um, again, this was the first episode. I didn't want to go too long. I will have guests on the show going forward. This was just to kind of break the ice. This was just to kind of get the first episode out there. Let me know what you guys think wherever you're listening to this. If it's on Spotify, if it's on Apple Podcasts, if it's on Google, this will be also uploaded to YouTube. So I just want to put this out there. It was to kind of get my feet wet in the podcast world. And I'm going to have a lot more coming every week. Mondays, this will drop on the Built in Buffalo podcast network and on our YouTube channel. So I'm DM3. As always, I appreciate each and every one of you guys listening and go Bills.